You are listening to the Special Needs Mom Podcast. This is Kara, your host, and I am so glad you're here. Before we get into this episode, I want you to know that Pathway to Peace, which is a group coaching program, is currently available to join. This program is built on three main pillars. First, coaching. It's the real powerhouse. It's what I do. It's what I love. Second, community. And if you've been around for a little bit more than a minute, you know how I feel about community and the power that it has to heal and change your life. And lastly, I have a library of content filled with resources, with modules, with lessons. We go way deeper than I can go in on the podcast. And these are available to you in a way that you can consume them in your busy life. This program would be a good fit for you if you've stabilized past the point of initial diagnosis and find yourself spending a little bit more than you'd like to in overwhelm. And you can't imagine how, given all the things in your life, you can have any sort of peace ever again. Through the program, you will gain the gift of acceptance. You will do the work to recover your spark. You'll leave the program with the tools and the confidence that you have what you need to have joy and peace part of your life once again. So it's time to change it up. I know you've been saying yes to everybody, especially serving with all your heart and everything you have to your child. Now it's time to say yes to you. Find the link in the show notes to get more information and for next steps. Hi, I'm Kara, life coach, wife, and mom to four incredible and unique children. It wasn't all that long ago that my son received a diagnosis that had my world come crashing down. I lacked the ability to see past the circumstances, which felt impossible, and the dreams I once had for my life and family felt destroyed. Fast forward past many years of surviving and not at all thriving, And you'll see a mom who trusts that she can handle anything that comes her way and has access to the power and confidence that once felt so lacking. I created the Special Needs Mom Podcast to create connection and community with moms who find themselves feeling trapped and with no one who really understands. My intention is to spark the flare of possibility in your own life and rekindle your ability to dream. This isn't a podcast about your special needs child. This is a podcast about you. If you are a mom who feels anxious, alone, or stuck, then you are in the right place. Welcome. Hello, and welcome back to the Special Needs Mom Podcast. Well, we made it through Valentine's Day. I can say that. And I got to say, this is a little side note, has nothing to do with our episode today, but I was shopping for Valentine's cards with my daughter who was four. And I was a target in the Valentine section. And of course, the colors were exciting and the pink and the red and the hearts. I was just like, Oh, this is so fun. And I was like, Well, where are all the cards? I can't can't find the cards. And I found them. And there was like this very small section of little, you know, the cute little boxes you buy for your child to thoughtfully give to another student. And we found some and I actually can't remember the one she chose, but um, it was a while ago now, but it was very sweet. 
And then I realized as I was looking around, I was like, oh, this is like old fashioned because everybody else apparently is giving out candy as I look around and significant more shelf space was being given to the clearly more preferred candy valentines. And I mean, call me a fun killer, but I was like, no, I'm not doing that. Actually, in all honesty, I did let her get at one of those boxes <laughs> because she goes to school every day. And I think they're celebrating um, for some of the kids that go every other day. And so I thought, okay, fine, half C's. But I didn't do it happily. I did it begrudgingly. Actually, I did it happily because I thought, you know what? You got to move with the times, I guess. Anyhow, that is just a silly Valentine story. And so let's get into today's episode. I'm excited to talk about this. I don't know exactly what I'm going to title the podcast, but the concept here we're talking about is having what I call unpermissible thoughts and feelings about your special needs child. And this comes up a lot, actually. And you might not even, you might be like, what are you talking about, Kara? But I'm going to share the actual thoughts. And then you're going to be like, oh, yeah, I have thought that. And the reason I call it unpermissible is because I think most of us would have a hard time admitting out in the open, in the wild, as I call it, that we have these thoughts or that we have thought these things or that we feel this way about our child or have felt, right? Some of it might be in the past. And I guess I just want to kind of bring it out in the open. I want to normalize it. I want to give you some places to look, some opportunities to kind of learn to recognize this. And, oh my goodness, ladies, let's stop feeling the shame and the guilt and layering on the judgments. So I'm going to go into all the details. I'm going to break it all down. But I want you to listen to these thoughts. And I want you to see if any of them you have thought before or a flavor of them, or if you had some to add to the list. Maybe you're like, well, I haven't thought that, but I do think this. And I'm going to pay attention. And if you feel often guilty or resentful, especially resentful of your child, or really, really guilty, or really, really deep shame, then I want you to consider that you might be thinking some of these things that are producing those thoughts. And I want to invite you to another option. All right, here's the thoughts I brainstormed. I hate my child. I wish my child was never born. My child is ruining my life. I can't do this. I wish I could run away. I just wish my child would act normal. This is so embarrassing. This is too much. I can't take it anymore. So this was just a quick brainstorm. And these are all actual thoughts that I have heard come out of mother's mouths. And as I say that, I don't say it as, can you believe this? I say that as that I had the opportunity to encounter a mom who firstly was being honest, which I, I admire and appreciate in the sense she was willing to admit that she had these thoughts. And also I meet her and think, that this mom is encountering some obstacles that she's not equipped to handle, that she's trying to make sense of all this, and she's doing the very best she can. And so I want to put one quick note here until I kind of go into the main points I want you to consider. But there's a lot of talk about positive thinking. And 
in general, I think it's probably a good idea. Let's, let's be positive. That's generally helpful. But I think when we overapply positive thinking to tell ourselves that we can only think what we would call good and happy thoughts, then I think it kind of sets us up to then feel real bad when we think about anything else than positive things. And also, it doesn't give us the space to have the experiences that a full human being has, which are not always positive. So watch for the trap of positive thinking and thinking that you're not being positive enough or that you're doing something wrong. So I want you to consider these things when we talk about unpermissible feelings. Firstly, I hope you get this already that you're obviously not alone, (laughs) right? So if you have thought some of these thoughts or like I said, a variation of them, then you are in a welcome community that understands you. And it's interesting that many of us, when we think these thoughts, I think we also think that nobody else thinks this way that you might be the only mom that would go so far. And you might even think there must be something wrong with me. I know certainly along my journey of kind of getting to know myself and kind of understanding where I would get stuck and all these kinds of things, that was a definite go-to. It was like, something must be wrong with me. I think I'm broken. Especially when it came to feeling feelings. I really was convinced for a while. I was like, I think I'm... I I must be broken because it's just not working, (laughs) Uh, which wasn't true. So if you feel like, wow, something really went off here. No, nothing is necessarily wrong with you. You might have some recovery work to do. You might have some de-escalation, some emotional regulation to learn, but you are okay. Okay. Second concept I wanted to put in here is that there are no bad, in quotes, feelings or thoughts, just actions. And even that word bad is is a very subjective word, but I want you to really learn to separate having a thought or feeling versus doing something. Something I thought to kind of help illustrate this is the idea of dreams. Have you ever had a dream that is just out of this world where you wake up and you're like, whoa, that was pretty gnarly. I mean, I've had dreams where I like kill people. (laughs) I've had dreams where I'm, let's just say, having inappropriate relationships with other men besides my husband. And so you wake up from these dreams and you're like, whoa, that that was okay, um, what's happening here? And, you know, for me, I'm kind of like, okay, this is interesting. Okay, subconscious, what, what maybe messages is here for me? Like, maybe I'll do a little Google, like, what does it mean when? But because I think dreams are actually fascinating. But I guess the reason I wanted to bring this up is that you don't hold yourself accountable for your dreams. You don't wake up and be like, how dare you? I can't believe you had that dream. In the case of like, <laughs> murdering somebody. Don't worry, guys. Like, I'm not going to kill anybody. You would never wake up and be like, how dare you thought about killing that person? Or even worse, how dare you? You killed that person in your dream. 
And so just this simply illustrates the difference between a thought, which is a dream, and your action, right? So killing somebody, clearly, again, this is a very hyperbolic illustration, but I think you clearly see the difference. And so I want you to recognize that all those thoughts and feelings that you've had about your child, your family, let's just expand this to your husband too, those are just thoughts. And they actually don't mean anything about you. They are just things that your brain thinks up to kind of help you understand your world. And the way that the brain works is like, okay, let's keep you safe. Let's keep it protected. And we're going to do so by creating a story that has you make decisions to keep you safe. So (laughs) in like the bigger sense, um, in a very kind of primal way, your brain might perceive your child's needs as a threat, as something that might be contrary to you being able to survive yourself. Now, that's certainly not always going to be the case. And it's kind of a, a very rudimentary way of thinking about it. But I think it is interesting. So just like the dream illustrated, so much of our thinking is automatic, right? So we all had experiences growing up and, you know, becoming adults and becoming parents. And so we have automatic thinking. Um, Our brain just, again, pulls from past data and predicts the future and it comes up with different ideas and it comes up with different solutions. And this is just the way the brain works. And a lot of it is subconscious or what we would call automatic. It's interesting. For years, I was kind of upset about this because I was like, well, if it's subconscious, like I felt so powerless over it. I was like, how can I change it? If if it's subconscious, this just seems like there's like a, a boogeyman under the bed that's going to kind of jump out and get me anytime. Like the idea that like I'm just going to have these thoughts or these tendencies that I can't control. And this is where I want to kind of recognize, okay, well, the work actually of coaching uh, is bringing consciousness or the word we use for it is awareness to some of these unconscious thoughts, feelings, and actions. So that's actually what we get to do in coaching. Like we look back and we say, okay, like let's, let's look at the situation. What was happening for you? And we kind of get to slow it down and understand it again, bring it to awareness. And then when we have this awareness, no longer is there a boogeyman under the bed that's going to just kind of jump out at us. We get to actually have like agency or awareness again, and implement a new thought narrative, a new story that generally is going to produce results that we like better. So I just like to point out that this is just a skill that we haven't developed. We were not taught this as young people growing up. I would like to see that change, but working on that. And so we just haven't developed the skill of observing ourselves and then questioning ourselves and really being able to distinguish our thoughts different from our circumstances. Or another way I like to say that we haven't learned to distinguish facts from interpretations. So a fact would be my child is a boy. An interpretation would be my son should play sports because he's a boy. I don't know. That just, I just came up with those. So they're kind of random examples. But do you see the difference? Like, So one is unquestionable that biologically my son is a boy. And then the other one is it's just a thought that I 
you know, I just kind of pulled it out of the blue. But actually, I would say like, generally, my brain does think that, well, I think all people should play sports, but (laughs) that's just probably because I like to be active. And so actually, I wasn't planning on talking about this, but do you see how that automatic thought of mine of my son's a boy, he should play sports, combined with, oh, and my son is physically disabled. Kind of then I'm like, oh, I kind of have an issue here because my son should play sports, but he's physically disabled, which makes it much different than for my able-bodied children. I kind of have a discongruency between my current thinking and maybe some thinking that I might want in the future. Okay, let's move on to what I mentioned a little bit earlier, but I'm going to go into more detail. So why are you having these thoughts? Let's look at like, okay, Kara, I'll go with you. I'm not alone. They're not bad necessarily. Doesn't mean I'm a bad person. But like, why do I keep having them? So the answer is, your brain, I'm going to say actually is trying to solve the problems of your life. My guess is that something about your child's needs, future, whatever it might be, is hitting up against something that you think you now can't have because of that child's needs or because of the child's disabilities in some way. Your brain looks around as a little scan and says, oh, well, it, it seems like I can't have freedom, as an example, because my child's going to require one-on-one care for the rest of their life. So naturally, your brain's conclusion is like, well, the, the child is clearly the problem. Or it, it might not turn it on the child necessarily. It might think, okay, well, I'm never going to get to be happy then because of this situation. So that might be a thought that you have as well. So some of you might end up finding that you have resentment for a child that you're kind of predicting will require one-on-one care for long-term or into their adulthood. And so this resentment is kind of your way of trying to basically blame the child for taking the experience away from you. Now, again, your brain's trying to make sense of this. And we have been taught to blame in a lot of circumstances. And it's usually way safer emotionally to blame something on somebody else than it is to actually take responsibility for it and to look at what we are doing or who we are being that's having us create the result that we have. Again, this ripples out and affects much more than just being a special needs mom. This happens everywhere. Right. So when I coach in executive settings and in businesses, this happens. When I coach in personal relationships, it happens. It happens everywhere. You know, another example of why we're having these thoughts is, you know, we're trying to find a way out. We're trying to find a way to avoid the pain that we are experiencing or that we're trying to avoid. So oftentimes we actually can't see a way out besides eliminating the thing that we think is causing the pain. And so we think, I'm going to grossly simplify it here, but we think, oh, this child's causing the pain. Why don't I eliminate the child? Then I won't be in pain. And so I'm, I'm sure you can hear when I'm saying that, that obviously would not work. Clearly, then there's going to also be a pain of not having that said child anymore. And so This is actually something I'm going to talk about in the future when our brains kind of make predictions, but they make errors, they make mistakes. 
they actually have faulty data that they're using. And so therefore, something appears one way and actually feels pretty concrete. But when we closely analyze it and and look at it from a little different lens, we realize, oh, I'm actually creating the exact thing I don't want. And like I mentioned a little bit earlier, another reason why our brain does this is because we really just can't picture anything else. And we desperately want it to be different. You're just like, I don't want to feel this trapped or this sad or this stuck or this tied down. And so your brain, again, focuses on what it sees. And here's what's interesting, actually. Usually it doesn't see solutions that don't exist yet. It doesn't see how your relationship to a certain situation can be an avenue to escape the pain. So there's this entire opportunity that your brain just can't conceptualize. It's not familiar enough to it yet. And so it focuses on something that it can easily see, which unfortunately just doesn't produce the result that we want. And the last point I want to make about these unpermissible feelings is that if you're like most people, you're probably topping these thoughts off with a nice little layer of judgment. That you're probably thinking a good mom would not think like this. There must be something wrong with me, like I said earlier. Or if people knew this, if they knew what I thought, they would fill in the blank here. Think I was evil. Think I was a horrible person. Put me in jail. Again, some of these thoughts feel so contrary to what we, one, what we ever thought we would think about our children. And having these thoughts, I mean, I've had some thoughts about my son that I'm like, wow, that's like really hard for me to be with. It hurts me that I have that thought. And that's different than judging. I could do a whole podcast on judging in itself. And I, I know I've touched on it in previous episodes, and I will do one in the future. And so actually, I think this would be a really great discussion point. And I want to kind of just put a plug in here for the community group that I just opened up where we actually get to take these thoughts and concepts that I introduce on the podcast and we get to talk about them. We get to say, yeah, me too. Or I understand that. Or, hey, Kara, like that totally didn't make sense. Please explain that to me. And so what I want to say here is if you find yourself feeling stuck and like you just can't get anywhere, or if you find yourself feeling worse and worse and worse, you're likely judging yourself. And so I want you to notice when you think these thoughts, like I even gave you some examples, a good mom wouldn't think like this, or really anything that starts with I should or I shouldn't, usually is a pretty good indicator that there's some judgment in the space. I want you to really just kind of allow yourself a little bit of space to recognize, oh, I think I'm judging myself. And when you acknowledge, okay, this is judgment, And you get to step back and be a little curious with yourself or even can layer some kindness onto yourself and say, oh, that's interesting. You're judging yourself. What do you need here instead of judgment? Or what would it take for you to stop judging yourself? Or what would kindness and compassion to yourself look like right now? So judgment is one of those things that for me, my experience, some of us love to judge. 
judge ourselves, judge other people. I'm a judger, so I can spot it. <laughs> and so this is not one of those things where, yay, you master it and you never, you never judge again. Nope. This is one of those things where it's like, I have to wash my hair every other day. Otherwise it gets oily and flat um, and more with these darn workouts. But I would say that judgment's kind of like that, where we're constantly having to maintain and recognize different ways that we might be judging ourselves. Or another way of, of saying that is meeting ourselves with the absence of kindness and compassion or accusation. And so this is kind of the maintenance of being a human and definitely of being a special needs mom. So as we close this episode up, I want to kind of remind you that you are not alone. And I know a lot of times the narrative that we are so alone, nobody understands this. If they could only see what's going on in my house, they would like, like, it's almost like you cannot even fathom people getting it. Like some of the scenes in my house, sometimes I'm like, oh, wow. (laughs) Uh, And the thought that actually happens in my head is like, nobody else's house has this going on. Which, interestingly, I have actually know is not true. You know, I because of what I do, I actually get to talk to a lot of moms that have a lot of the same stuff going on. But yet my brain still goes to like, mm, I don't know, you might be different. So if you want to explore these options more, I do encourage you to to reach out. And there's a lot of different options now, hopefully not to confuse you. I don't think so. You guys are all very bright. Just go to the show notes and you'll see the options. And you know what? You are a part of a community that cares about you. So I look forward to connecting with you, hearing your thoughts about this, and we will see you on the next episode. One more thing before we officially, officially wrap up this show. Sometimes when I'm listening to podcasts, I have the experience of wanting more. I'm listening at the very end thinking, I sure wish that episode didn't end. I invite you, if you feel in any way the same way, I invite you to the Special Needs Mom podcast community, which is a free group that I host on Facebook, where we as a community of fellow moms who listen to this podcast and are experiencing life in similar shoes, get to talk to one another, get to share stories, get to actually interact. I hope you'll consider joining. See you over there.